Welcome, everybody. This is How to English with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and source materials will be referenced where possible. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you too. Good. Excellent. Shall we start? Yes. Okay. Right. So、um, this episode, we have a topic which we've decided is teach and learn in groups.、Mm-hmm. Yes. But before we start,、um, we should thank everyone for listening. Or is that does that come at the end? Oh, I never know what to do. Do okay. Whatever you want, it's fine. We can do it however we want. Yeah. Okay, it's good. However、plan. you want, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to say. You remember, I mentioned a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago,、um, there was a bit of a competition between our listeners. You're really making it sound like something much more than it is, but yeah. Well, it's a kind of competition. There are obviously it's nations are competing. It's really not a competition. It's the absolute、right. antithesis of a competition. Nobody knows they're in it. It's not got any prize. <laughs> it's not a competition. But go on. Well, it sort of is. Okay. Well, maybe maybe they're like secretly working together to be the most popular. No, the the largest group of listeners to our podcast. How do we know? Sounds like a conspiracy theory. Okay, right. Forget it. A lot of them. Too many of them. I、around. just wanted to thank listeners from. I think I've got a top、uh, eight. Should we do the top eight listening? Countries, ever you want, yeah. Okay, so number one, we've no, got. No, no, you got to go backwards. Sorry, that if you're going to do some sort of chart, it's got to start from eight and go to one. At eight, we've got Italy.、Woo. At seven, Japan.、Woo. Six, Brazil. Yeah. Five, United Kingdom.、Woo. Four, Iran. Wow. Three, France. To the Czech Republic. Oh no! Oh, I did that round the wrong way. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> At two,、uh, maybe we'll just cut it, and they'll they'll, they'll never notice. At two, the United States, and at、Ooh. number one. I think I know the Czech Republic. Yay! Yay. Well done, Czech Republic. Okay, so the Czech Republic are winners so far. We can't have Eurovision, but we can have this strange, random, mistakenly said list. I know. I need to practice this kind of stuff, don't I? All right. Should we just move on? Yeah. Okay.、Let's、so teach and learn in groups. Yeah. Right. You're going to start. All right.、Um, Well, it's terrifying, I think, for a teacher sometimes, and it's also terrifying for a student, I think, to to walk into a group in the first lesson、yeah. and, and have to be like it's like when you're at school, isn't it? And you're like you're five, and you you get pushed into this situation with lots of people you don't know. And well, it was for me anyway. I can't remember. I hate it.、Um, But I think it's a bit like that. It must be a bit like that as a student. Yes, especially if you to, turn up late. Yeah, and you have to go in and make friends and tell everybody who you are. Yeah, it's all. I mean, that's what a teacher can do. I think they can take that pressure off. Okay. So there's not that、um, stress on the students to have to do that. So I mean, more often students just turn up. Sit down, not talk to each other. Yes. And then it's up to you as a teacher to walk in and make that group. Bond. Unless they already know each other, we're we're、oh, think- yeah, you're you're suggesting that these are all a big bunch of strangers that are all walking into the room、yeah. together. 
Well, why, why are they choosing a group lesson? I think for some people it is a way to meet people, isn't it? So it's a good socialising yeah. event? or Yeah, so okay. it's that. It's cheaper good work. than one-to-one lessons. Is it? Yeah, usually. Oh, so, so they can share the costs? Yeah. So actually, if they were friends, they could all sort of work it out between them and decide... Yeah, but have you ever taught a group of friends ever in your life? Not a big group of friends, but a small, like, two or three people that were all uh-huh. kind of friends or colleagues, and they just they shared the cost between them. All right, but I don't think it's typical as a, a general English group in a company that you would work for as a teacher to have a group of people that know each other. I think the, the kind of typical group that you get is a group that are completely new to each other, in my experience. Yeah, but... That doesn't mean you don't have groups who are yeah, I'm already not saying friends. You don't. It's I'm possible. just saying it's not typical. It's not typical, but we, we can think outside the box. I know. I'm not talking about possible and impossible. <laughs> I'm just saying typical okay. and say unusual. Okay. So the norm, I would say, is a group of people that don't know each other. Yes. And then you as a teacher, you have to go in there. And that's quite intimidating for me yeah, anyway, yeah. If, if it's a big group. But yeah. I would say big group, more than 10. Okay. Maybe even like eight. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit sort of daunting the first yeah. time. Um, and you have to be very confident and you have to be very authoritative, but not in a bossy, strict, kind of horrible teacher type way. Okay. I, I would to... say exactly the opposite. Why not just make it fun? From the beginning. You still, even if you're making it fun, you still have to be very clear in your instructions. You have to be very good at telling people what to do. And in a group, that can be quite hard. You have to be an alpha, don't you? I think, at least for the first couple of lessons. Yeah. Okay, take control of the situation. Exactly. Because we've all been there where even, you know, with groups you've had for a long time, and they're all just chatting to each other. Mm. And that is when they get to know each other, that they start getting friendly and they do chat. And then you've got to try and keep control oh. uh, or get their attention. And you have got to stand up and be like... That sounds like a perfect lesson if they're all chatting with each other. They could Isn't be that doing the... it in their own language oh. before the lesson starts. And then when oh. the lesson starts, you've got to be like, OK, right, now we're doing this. Is that where you tap the board with the chalk? I don't do that, no. What, what can you do I'm then? I'm not a board tapper. Do you drop something? I usually just kind of look at them, like, why are you still talking? <laughs> I, think, I, think in, I think in China I, I used to, to raise one hand. Oh, well, that's nice. And it, that worked really well. But I'm okay. not sure that works for everyone. I'm, I'm not suggesting that that's for all Chinese people. Well, yeah, I mean, of course you just you raise your voice and you say, OK, everyone... Yes, yeah, like, it depends how loud it is. Good in the morning, room. everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. And if that doesn't work, then I start kind of pick, like just looking at people. Okay, um, pick pick the um, the most dominant student and. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk about that, like the dynamics of the group. Mm. And is that a good segue, or, or should quite, we? Well, I don't know if we've finished, we finished with the last thing, but okay. um, yeah, I think it is important to recognise personality types. Yes. And know who's going to be the one that you're going to have to say, please stop talking so much. And the ones that's in uh, very, yeah, there's the teacher. And the ones, the students that are very uh, good at encouraging others to Uh, to talk. And are very helpful. And then there's always the one, the student that doesn't want to talk and is very introvert. Types of students. Yeah, but that's what you see in a group, isn't it? it you is. get all the spectrums of people, not just students. I think it's okay. just types of people. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because 
because there's different types of teachers, different types of students. Yeah. And the teacher needs to, like you said, figure out who to put together or exactly. who to lead the class. I mean, yeah. use, use the students to your advantage if you're a teacher. But you have to do that very quickly and very, um, I don't know, you have to know straight away, don't you, as a teacher? Yeah, helps. And it, it, it is sort of a, I don't know if it's a skill you have already, but it's a, definitely a skill that you hone um, mm. to actually be able to do that as quickly as possible. Yeah. And obviously you do make mistakes and you think, right, I'm never putting those two together oh, again. Oh, yeah, but definitely learn from experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it does help, you know, as you go along, as you I get think experience. We, did we mention this in a previous episode? What? We said, like, I think I remember saying you shouldn't put certain students together. And I think you some said, hate yeah, being together certain and... combinations that work better. Yeah. And you mentioned as well about, you know, hierarchies in businesses and stuff. Yeah. And that can be a bit of a problem. Problem in yeah. a group lesson in a business. Should we mention that we're focusing mostly on adults? Yeah. In all of our episodes, because <laughs> we don't really mention kids, do we? No. Well, we don't really teach kids, do we? So, yeah, that's. But then you know, teaching a group of kids is is it still applies? They've yeah. all got their own personalities. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I think you're right. We we focus in mainly on adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, uh, when you're describing it, I'm picturing a group of adults, as you said, walking in together, and then the teacher maybe is identifying who are maybe the more confident students or the shyer students. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Um, so how do you get your students to bond? I get them to talk to each other. A bit like, I remember you mentioned introducing each other, mm-hmm. asking questions, if they're naturally asking questions, then just leave them to do it. Leave them to talk to each other. You'll find that they've got a lot in common. And um, like you said, it could be more of a social event. They're like meeting people. They're mm. enjoying time together. So You say leave them, but I still think you need to at least give them a task or, yeah. or something. I mean, yeah, keep it going if it's happening and it's natural and they're enjoying it yes. um, as, a, you know, as a group. But you do need some form of um, structure there, I okay. think. Yeah, teachers should guide them. But don't be afraid to let them continue talking. If they're there for the purpose of communicating, mm. then that's absolutely... You've done your job. Just leave them talking for the kind rest of the of, lesson. I don't know if I completely agree. I mean, you've done your job as in you've created a good environment. You've created an environment they're happy to talk. But yeah. you've still got to show that you're there as a teacher to teach them something because i've had groups that have just depends what the objective of the lesson is right but i've had groups that have been really good at talking to each other there wasn't Mm -hmm. a problem with you know fluency but then all they're doing is just talking and it's like they're at the pub and there's no correction and i have to sort of really step in and think right i'm gonna have to stop them now yeah and i hate it because yeah when it's buzzing and it's all really terrible and you're like okay now Look at the mistakes on the board. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, you know. but that could be that could be at the end. Say, all right, I want you guys to talk for fifteen minutes, and then we're going to do some practice or something. Yeah, or even that little micro teaching thing where the teacher walks around and and sort of interrupt. Well, not interrupt, but get, becomes part of the the little groups that are talking. Yeah, and they say, oh, um, maybe they could correct some of the language there but without interrupting too much the flow of the lesson yeah but you you asked me a really good question how do i sort of get the students bonding how do you do it did you answer that question 
I think I just said make them introduce themselves yeah, to each other. Um, I think that's really important. Like, yeah. they should talk about themselves, about their interests, about their families, just the, the normal things that get people sort of uh, familiar with each yeah, other. Yeah, as we've mentioned before, it's just take the um, focus off teaching, like the teacher at that point. I yeah. think at any opportunity, just get them, the students, talking to each other, even if you're like... Um, going through an exercise, like not just first lesson, I mean generally now, mm. um, if you're doing an exercise, don't read the instructions to them. Get them to read the instructions um, to each other and okay. just to kind of always put it on them to, okay. to communicate. Um, I sometimes just say to one student, right, you read the instructions for this task mm. and then I want you to tell everybody else what they've got to yeah. do. So, so that sounds kind of opposite to what you said before. You said the teacher should be dominant and take control. You're actually giving control to the students, which I completely agree with. And well, I, do that. I was specifically talking about the first lesson. Oh, sorry, I missed that. I Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that's... a a thing to do all across the course okay. I think you've got to do it at the beginning to show that you have got that control yes um but then yeah good point Gav you kind of gradually release that control Thanks, once then. you've set up the the class and you've set up how you want it to go mm-hmm. and you've you've helped them like we'll maybe get back to how you bond them but once you've created that bond and you know they're really going to work well together mm-hmm. I think it's just your job to just give them something interesting to do and do as much as, uh, sorry, as little as you can. Yeah. You know, except for when they need help or when they're making mistakes. Yeah. Um, So yeah, setting up tasks, I just say to one student, read it, explain it to everyone else. Or even if you want in pairs, you know, one person read the task and the Mm -hmm. other one explain what to do. I'm a big fan of just giving one person something that they have to then communicate to other people. Okay. Um, Not the same one each time, though. No, no, you vary it. But it's just so much more authentic, you know, that in any situation in life, somebody's got the information that the others don't have and Mm. you need to communicate. And that's a really good thing, you know, apart from everyone reading it and then rephrasing it like a parrot, it's not really necessary if they all know what they're doing. Okay. I think I've finished on that point. Um, okay. I, I, what else? I, I still, I like this idea of bonding. And maybe you, we're talking about reducing the pressure, reducing the tension that is there maybe in the first lesson or the first few lessons. And so they just feel really comfortable with each other. Yeah. So how should we get a bit more into like how you do that? Uh, yeah, definitely. We could talk about how you arrange the students. Mm-hmm. So we place them... Do we place them? I don't know. I suppose we do. I do, do, yeah. I do any lesson before the students arrive. I'm always sort of straightening the chairs and making sure the tables are straight. I know you've got a bit of a a thing about whiteboards. Have I? Yeah. Don't you spend hours, like, cleaning them? Oh, um, well. (laughs) Is that a secret? Sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't say I do unless they're filthy and not usable and... I think, well, I want it. I just want it to look nice. Yeah, well, some teachers don't even erase the no, previous thing I just, that I they really wrote. I hate that, you know, if you walk into a lesson the first time and it's just a mess. Yes. The board's a mess. Yes. The, the chairs are not sort of in a way that looks inviting. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. You've got to look for somewhere to sit. You don't know where to put your bag. As yeah. a student, it's horrible. Yeah, and I, I think just 
uh, from experience walking in and seeing what's written on the board is actually quite fascinating though uh-huh. and trying to imagine what the previous lesson was about because it's so, oh, so yeah. such strange words so, on yeah, there sometimes I don't, I don't always wipe away everything sometimes I do if I've got a group or a student I'll be like well what do you think that oh, lesson that's was good. about I like that oh yeah that's really clever so you can actually sort of teach you spend the first five minutes sort of teaching the yeah, previous lesson such a good resource oh, that's really clever or if you're in a business a company and they've had a meeting and there's some kind of weird diagram and you're like <laughs> did you go to that meeting what what do you, do you? Want? i always i never talk about it because oh, i think I it's it. con- oh i think it's like confidential and well, it's if got, it was confidential like... they should have rubbed it off the board shouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay that's, that's a good point just open for anyone i think okay. but yeah it's great gav would you like a tea Em, you know I only drink coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that could be arranged. Oh? Followers, if you enjoy listening, watching or reading Gavin Em's How to English Pod, visit coffee.com forward slash how to English pod. That's coffee, K-O dash F-I dot com forward slash how to English pod. And it would be lovely if you bought us a tea or a coffee to show us support, you could even get a mention on our show if you'd like. So the teacher is arranging the seats. The, the, the best way to, um, to sort of communicate to the students how they're going to be operating in that lesson. So they could mm. be in little clusters, little groups of tables. Yep. They could be all facing the teacher. Depends what the lesson is. Depends how the teacher typically teaches. Yeah, I quite like, uh, I think, the famous horseshoe shape but yes. I quite like having two chairs sort of opposite each other in a horseshoe Oh, so they can sort of look at you at the front but then they've got the opportunity to sort of look at each other okay. when they're doing pair work no, something I do mm. is I don't let the students sit in the same seats how do you do that? <laughs> I um, I tell them to sit in different seats. So you remember where they sat the week before? or the Well, I just before? don't... I never have the same students always sit in the same seats because I think it creates yeah, this weird... Yeah, my question, weird... how do you... Like, do you remember where they sat before then? Yeah, because you, like, week after week, you're suddenly thinking, oh, God, that student's still sitting in that seat. Right, yeah. Like, they're deliberately sitting on the end or they're always on the second seat so they can yeah. face you or, or there's something and you just... It sticks in your head from the previous few lessons. It does, yeah. And one strategy I do is I sit on their seats. <laughs> I like it. So they and can't so sit there. So as each one turns up, you're like, you change. Or, that's quite hard. Um, but I agree. We are creatures of habit, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And we do just this weird thing where the first seat we sat on ever yeah. will then be forever our seat. And yeah. and I've actually covered first uh, teachers before uh, a group lesson. Yeah. And I've walked in and said, um, you know, well, hi, everyone. And there's been three students kind of really spread out. And uh-huh. I've said, OK, well, it looks like you're the only ones coming today. Do you <laughs> want to sit the... together? And they're like, no, I can't. That's Miklos's seat. Really? Oh, wow. But he's not here. He's like, no, I still can't it's sit there. It's a reserved there. seat. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe he'll arrive and I can't sit there. Oh, no. I'll just think, wow, that's really rigid, isn't it? It that's... is rigid. And I don't think that's useful. I think you mix it up, get them working together with a student they don't usually talk to. In this case, yeah, um, it's just much more fun. Oh, I it's great and if you have I think it's been a while since I've had a large group Mm. but I remember that there's really nice techniques like where you give everyone a number or you give every other student a number or you say you're an orange you're an apple you're an orange you're a 
Wait, I, I, want I to tell... finished, Go on. and then you, at like every ten minute interval, you say, right, oranges together. Oh, I like that. And then they all switch. And if you don't set that up at the beginning, it's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Because they're like, well, I'm comfortable now. I've put my bag down. My chair's here with my yeah. coat on it. I've got yeah. all my pencils everywhere. And <laughs> you're just like, first lesson, don't get everything out your bag no. because you're going to move. Yeah. And don't worry about your coat. You yeah. know, just put It'll it over It'll be safe. There. Don't worry. It's really important to yeah. set that up straight away. And you can get them to, to arrange themselves. So if, if the chairs are in a row, you can say to the students, right, I want you to alphabetically arrive, uh, arrange yourselves with your first name. So uh-huh. Adam's first and then Barbara's second yeah. and Colin is third. That's nice. it. And they go in order. Yeah. But keep it changing all the time, yes. I think. And yes. they might just roll their eyes sometimes. They do. Like, they get really angry when you try and mess with they them. They do if they're maybe tired or something. But I think if you have that, like, this is just how it's going to be attitude, yeah. they don't. They, they really don't. They just expect it. And I've had, like, Friday night groups of conversation class where they're so happy because they don't want to sit next to... I don't know. The same person the every same time. The same person every time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they might get on great, but it's still like a nice opportunity for them to talk to other people. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. So, yeah, do that if that is what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Break those habits, those unuseful habits for learning. Can I just, I don't know if you're like with me on this, but now we're teaching a lot more online. Yes, we are. This is all pretty much... Old, redundant ref- yeah redundant <laughs> so how do you how do you deal with it online breakout rooms it? no have i jumped ahead too far breakout rooms are only available on some online platforms okay. i think you haven't got that option with a lot with of the free them. ones anyway no, yeah that's true so how do you keep it i mean a, ni- a 90 minute lesson with a group online how do you keep it's quite it a long time isn't fresh? it but I, I do, I, I still remember not to be the dominant person in the classroom. I try not to. And then I say, okay, student A, whatever your name is. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about yeah, how to, how to learn the names. And we didn't mention any of that stuff with groups because that's really important. We can. Okay. We can. Or just um, student A, ask student B a question. Student B, ask student C a question. And just rather than all of the information or the questions coming from the teacher, mm-hmm. they should come from the students to the students. So that's, yeah. that's a much more dynamic and fun way to yeah. teach. I think just literally giving them those instructions, you ask you. Yeah. You then ask this person. Oh, no, you only need to start the first one. And then they, and then oh. you say, all right, now you continue. So right. then the next person, or you nominate somebody to ask the next yeah. question. or yeah, And, and going back to what I said about giving instructions, if you just email one student that instruction, and then you get them to explain you know, whatever task oh, yeah, or even a text or something. You keep talking about instructions. You're well, really well, I'm, into I'm, it. <laughs> no, that's just my one example. But like if you're doing a text or something, yeah. we talked about reading we before. Did. We did. If you want to give them a paragraph each, yeah. but email them separately, yeah. either before the lesson or, or spot the difference. Class. I do that. Get two yeah. pictures that are similar but different. Send and it you... to half the group. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. No, go on. Go, ahead. go on. You explain it. No. 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 That was it. That's, you just send them to different. So you send picture A to these two or three people, picture B to these two or three people, and then they between them they have to say, well, in my picture there is a man looking at a monitor in his office, and uh, opposite him him is this, and and then the other should say, oh, that's not in my picture, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing what you can do even online. Yeah, I I think I was going to say we we sort of missed um, from from the beginning i was just thinking how do you 
remember students' names. Mm, let's go back she, to that. Yeah, because that in a, in a group that could be a problem. Yeah, I haven't actually got any really good tips for that. Okay. I, I know I write them down on a piece of paper. You, with... you, you do a little diagram, don't you? And then you. Yeah, write but that them. relies on them sitting in the same place. Well, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. That, that's my tip is for the first two or three lessons, I actually do have them sit in the same seat and then I mix it up. Once I've learned the names. Don't. You know what I do? I just write, I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, has a moustache. Yeah. I don't ever write anything derogatory, just in case that piece of paper may just find its way that. somewhere. Yeah, I remember But you said I that. always write a little description, but then obviously they can get a haircut or whatever. I just think you've got to use their name in the lesson yes. as much as you can. But if you just keep saying it... And also get them to say your name, or you repeat your name. Because I know my name's a little bit like Gav, or the full name is Gavin. It's quite difficult for students to say sometimes. And I, I say to myself... Yeah in front of the students okay if you have any questions just say gavin i've got some yeah. questions can you you know can yeah, you tell me what this nice. is in english etc yeah. so make sure the students know your name and make sure your teacher knows your name somehow okay mm-hmm. so that's good moving on i was going to say things like there's less pressure with group um, lessons it might build your confidence because you've got more of your peers Maybe to talk your... to your as a student, student okay. yeah, I don't so, know whether it builds your confidence as a teacher, but yeah, well, yeah it would do. I think for both of them, like oh. imagine having a big group compared to a one to one. Yeah, all right. Yeah, after you get over the nerves, it does. Well, it does. That, that's how you build your confidence by you know jumping in the deep end, as mm. they say. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. If you're if you want to, as a teacher, you can do a lot of pair work with the students, and like we said, mix them up so they've always got a different partner to work with yeah and that's a good tip I think if you're not getting that good relationship you know sometimes groups just are not bonding yes I think you have to just keep mixing them up and yeah. try new games and, and a, another advantage before we get on to games because I know you're going to mention this is it could be less intense in the way for for a student because sometimes they can just sit there and listen they're not constantly talking as they would in a mm-hmm. one-to-one. Yeah. So that's nice. And you can listen to other students. You might learn some new words or new phrases. Yeah. Uh, the downside, of course, is that you might learn a few mistakes and you might pick up some errors. Yeah. But you hopefully the teacher will support you and, and correct any of those yeah, mistakes. Yeah. So I think I always think that's really good because I often hear some students use really good language and I say, oh, that was a really good expression. Write it up on the board. Make sure everybody knows how to use it. That's great. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And they can chat together rather than just chatting with the teacher. So if you've got students chatting with each other, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the teacher might be boring, to be honest with you. You might, you know, once you've talked about your family and your pets and your job, then what else have you got to talk about? So you can talk to other people, other students. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to mention also, because um, you said about teaching online, um, with some of the platforms, you might forget that the student's there because you can only see some of the pictures oh, of the students. Write their names down in case yeah. and then go through your list on the piece of paper if you're the teacher and just make sure you've you've asked a question to all the students or you've included all the students. Yeah, that is a very good tip. Thanks. I totally would advise that. I've just totally forgotten what I was going to say. I had something. That's all right. I'm going to keep improvising while you think yeah, about it. Yeah, right. Well, although I, did, I wanted to ask you, what's the um, biggest group you've ever taught? Um, probably 30. 
Really? That's mm. that's like a what school kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a group like that, and um, yeah, not easy. Okay. So what it, about that, you, Gav? But I, I was just going to say that that must be quite hard if thirty of them. Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's a lot of things like chanting and repeat after me and yeah, heads well, down. Children, it, that was children, but I mean, can you do the same for adults? To what repeat after me? Yeah, yeah, I did that a lot. I remember with the big groups, I used to have groups of eighteen adults. I think that was maximum, mm. and they um, we would do a lot of pronunciation because right. the, the students were really into it. I think one thing I I didn't do very well with some of my groups is I didn't talk enough, because uh, I was really into having them talk together. Mm. So they were practicing speaking English. I thought that's why they were there, but I actually got some negative feedback which was the teacher doesn't talk enough. Mm. So then that, that sort of reminded me that the students are there also to listen to you speak and listen to your accent. And when the teacher uses some really good language, that will yeah. inspire them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, 2,000 kids. What? That was the maximum I've ever taught. Scary stuff. God. <laughs> it was the Christmas special um, evening <laughs> and I had the entire school in front of me and I had a microphone and I think I had a Christmas hat on and I divided them into two and um, I said, right, you lot, what's your name? And they all went, my name is... And they all said their names. And they said, right, you lot, how old are you? And they said, I am years old, like that. It was really amazing. And I was terrified and I absolutely loved it. And then we sang a song together. Intense. (laughs) (laughs) Never again. Wow. Okay. okay. (laughs) So should we summarise? Should we say some of the advantages and disadvantages? Or I think think we covered a lot of it. Yeah. It's definitely, I'd say there's a lot of advantages that we've mentioned and not many disadvantages. No, not really. I think we've we've already discussed, you know, when it's not working and how you need to get them to bond. But Mm -hmm. then it's also when it's working really well and they're just taking over. Yes. And you still have to find that way of getting them back to doing what you want them to do. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's really important to set up that dynamic at the beginning, I think. Definitely. So get the balance of teacher-led but student enjoyment and students controlling their own. Student-centred, teacher-led. I like that. Student-centred, teacher-led. I think Or is it the other way around? No, I I don't know. But that sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah. We should copyright that. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, I think probably next week we're going to cover one-to-ones, aren't we? I think we are. I just remembered what I was going to say. What was it? Okay. um, (laughs) It's taken me all this time. I think for working with adults, it's a really good thing when you cross over from, and I know we do a lot of business, but team building skills are really, really good in English lessons. They are. So if you've got any of those kind of training, um, you know, make a tower out of Mm -hmm. um, marshmallows Mm -hmm. or something, or uh, I don't know, just like you're all on a square over that side and you've desert got to island move, you've got to move yeah that sort of thing you've got to move over to this side of the room using only three movements or something i don't know just where they've got to actually solve a puzzle yes and apply language to a problem solving yes. thing it's so good yeah. for groups um yeah. to do that you know there's there's loads of fun you can have with you can't them. do that on your own if it's a one-to-one you're it's, no it's not exactly that's the next same week. is it one-to-one is next week yes, it, yes it's not always about you know the resources for teachers is great but you can get some really good resources from business training websites about okay. team building or you know management training yeah. to how to get your 
group to bond. That's um, good. Just maybe try that. And that doesn't have to be for business students. It no, could be for general. No, of course not. So, anybody, okay. but I think um, a lot of you know student books and other books for English are taking those techniques anyway. It's okay. happening. That's good. All right then. So um, <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. No, you don't have to. But um, it's it's quite a long episode, isn't right, it? Yeah. I feel really bad when they're long. There's, Anyway, oh, okay. they can always we put it on fast We didn't talk about forward. games. You wanted to talk about oh, games. We'll save it for another... Maybe we'll do a whole episode about games. Yeah, cause, good, because I haven't written any down, so I need to think it, about it would that. It would have to be from... Yeah, we'd have to think about it first. All right. So I, I wanted to thank um, all our lovely listeners and um, and some of our followers... Well, all of our followers on, on Instagram. We have um, Alice and Renan and uh, Teresa, Ivana. So thank you to all of them for all their lovely things that they wrote about our podcast and yeah. we're glad that they're enjoying it and we're enjoying everyone listening so uh, thanks to everyone thanks to you em thank you Gav. take care okay see you next time see you bye, bye. bye.